I had the craziest dream last night. Well, not, I mean, I've had crazier dreams, but I had a dream last night that the Eagles were up 41-10 on the Chiefs. The Chiefs came back to tie it, and then it went back and forth, and the Eagles won 70-63 to in the highest-scoring Super Bowl ever. So now i got to pick my score today, and I was like, what should I pick today? I guess I, I'm going with the Eagles. And the number that pops in my head right away is 38-31 Eagles. That's what I'm picking. All right? That's it. I'm starting there. I'm going there. That's what I'm picking. That's what I'm doing. All good. Now, the NFL. NFL honors awards ceremony was last night. Brian Dable got coach of the year. Garrett Wilson got offensive rookie of the year. And Sauce Gardner got defensive rookie of the year of the year and Joe Klecko is in the Hall of Fame which is awesome. I mean Joe Klecko played at what three different positions on the defensive line and and they've been talking forever how he should be in the Hall of Fame. He finally got in and uh, Mahomes got his second MVP. Hurts finished second. Bosa got defensive player of the year. Offensive was Justin Jefferson. Jefferson also got catch of the year against the Against the Bills, that was a hell of a catch. Like, I don't know how the hell he was able to put his body up and catch it with one hand and everything. I was like, that's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, we got we, the Super Bowl one-and-a-half-point favorite are the Eagles. Yeah, I like the Eagles. I do. I, I think the Eagles, I mean, I do think Andy Reid's a very good coach, but um, I'm going with the I know with the Chiefs, I mean, they got Mahomes and everything. They said he could decide the game at the end of the game. But I'm still going with the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a game. I'm not saying Mahomes isn't, but I think Hurts is going to come to play. He's going to rise to the occasion, and they're going to win the game. It's going to be a close game. I really don't give a shit about the game, but, you know, I really wanted the Bengals to win, and I thought the Bengals should have beat KC. They didn't, and... Eagles really didn't have any challenges this season. What, 69-14 in the postseason so far? And everybody's saying, well, you know, they had their third and fourth string quarterbacks playing in the NFC Championship game. But that's what happens. You know, sometimes teams get injured, and that happens. And Michigan has joined us. Hello, Michigan. Nice to have your acquaintance. We're going to Keene tonight. King Cut Prime Rib. We are going to the Ranger Cracking game tonight. I am very, very jealous Michigan's friends Jody and Tom tomorrow are going to the UNC Clemson game at the Dean Dome. And then at night, they're seeing the Rangers play at Carolina Hurricanes. That is an awesome Saturday, in my opinion. Also, OU and Texas will go to the SEC in 2024. Both teams are paying $50 million. Hal asked me about it. Now, this is interesting. We thought 2024 was going to be at Texas, but they flipped the games. So the first game is actually going to be at Michigan in 2024. In 2027, they'll be back in Austin. So Hal goes to me, we going? I go both. He goes, sure. I go, sure. I said, let's do it. He said, let's do it. Now we have, we'll watch Michigan play. That would be cool for him to come see the game in Michigan because Michigan would be excited to see the game there. She could have her chapati, which, yeah, I don't get it. But we could see Texas play at the big house. And then in 2027, we could go to the game at Texas, which in Austin, which would be really cool. 
and 50, can you imagine that, $50 million? But this is the thing, the SEC, you know, it, it, it's really not that, it's, it's not that big a deal because the SEC announced that it distributes, distributed $721.8 million to its 14 schools from a pot of $802 million in total revenue. It's a slight dis- decrease from the previous year's distribution. In 2020-21, it was over $764 million for an average of $54.6 million per school. And the conference office dispersed $698.5 million, which included not only media rights and college football playoff revenue, but also championship earnings. Each school is going to get about $49.9 million. So in other words, they're going to make that money back there. Well, I don't know how they become a full vested member, but I think that takes a little time. It doesn't matter, but it's crazy. So roughly $23.3 million was sent as a reimbursement for bowl game and college football playoff travel expenses. You know, they said the decline isn't, shouldn't be an alarm. It's related to a signing bonus from the SEC's new $3 billion TV contract with ESPN, which awarded each school $4 million directly, according to USA Today. Loan repayments, high, higher event costs, and funding held in escrow for Ole Miss also contributed. It's one of the, you know, listen, they keep winning the natties. So the Big Ten signed the biggest conference-wide media deal in history, a mid-$7 billion contract with NBC, CBS, and Fox that will increase its revenues revenue and the Big Ten already ranked second last year with an average distribution in the mid forty million dollar range. So that's gonna go up. And so they pay fifty million, they're gonna make that back. And uh yeah, I mean and I, I you know, I got into a not an argument with Hal, but we were talking about yeah, we got you know, I mean I say Quinn Ewers, he said it was his first year. I'm still not impressed with him. This is a kid who came in like the number one quarterback in his class, went to the dump what do you get? $3 million in NIL money. I said, I hope he's investing that in the right things. I know he bought a truck and all that stuff. He's living large. He cut off his mullet, but your team didn't play great last year. You lost in the Alamo bowl. He says, well, we didn't have a lot of players playing. You lost Bajan Robinson, your top running back and his backup. And, uh, you know, I mean, we're going to see, I mean, I, I think Sark, uh, Sarkeesian is not a great coach. I feel like, you know, it's the competition's going to only get better. I'm, I mean, Big 12 did have a good season. And then he was trying to compare what Texas did to Michigan. I said, Michigan played in the college football playoff. Your team played in the Alamo Bowl. So I, I don't think I compare. And you lost. You both lost to TCU. And, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, not a great end to Michigan's season at all. I thought they really, you know, stunk it up against TCU. Played probably the worst game. Well, they did. They played the worst game of the season. And uh, lost, and then TCU got annihilated by 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 Georgia, which, yeah, I mean that was crazy, and and we'll see what happens this coming season. I mean, yeah, I mean we're yeah, I mean, I, I, and I'm trying to yeah, they played Washington, well, yeah, Alamo Bowl, right, Alamo Bowl, they got blown out by Washington, I, and he said we didn't have all our players. Yeah. Oh, you lost only. It was twenty-seven twenty, but it would. You know, I thought it was, I thought it was a blowout. And Washington finished eleven and two. Texas finished eight and five. It's not a good season. Sarkeesian, not a good season, dude. You know, I mean, you know, I, I need Quinn Ewers. You got Arch. Is Arch Manning going to start next season? I don't know. And maybe he's going to sit for a year. I mean, they they show them all working out now, which is great. You know, I mean, I'm glad they're doing all season workouts or showing this stuff. But you're coming off a shitty season, and Sark is getting paid a lot of money, and I'm not impressed. Not impressed at all. No, not even close. That, that, that's, that's all I got to say on that.
that's all I got to say on that. So yeah, uh, yeah, so we were talking about that and NFL honors. Well, the Super Bowl. So I learned some new. I learned something new because I'm not. I'm not a gambler. Never been a gambler. Not my thing. Never will be my thing. But uh, how about this? Geno Smith is the first Seahawks quarterback to ever receive an MVP vote. Yes, this is a shot at you, Russell Wilson. That's from Morning Blitz, the newsletter. I I love that newsletter. Now the Eagles had 70 sacks this season, eight in the postseason, five against the Giants, three against the Niners. They also, you know, first team in league history to have four players with 10 plus sacks in the season, ranked second in defensive success rate on pass plays that take three more seconds to throw, 72.1%. Being able to stop Mahomes from extending plays would be a huge advantage. So that shows that plays, you know, when he has a lot of time with the ball, they've been successful on 72% of those plays, which could bode well going into the Super Bowl, especially with the, I mean, you're going to have to get the ball to Kelsey. And uh, I think they're going to be able to get pressure on Mahomes. We saw what happened a couple of years ago against the Buccaneers where they beat the shit out of him and they held the Chiefs to nine points. No touchdowns. And Mahomes' mobility, hey, he still threw for 326 yards, two touchdowns, no picks against the Bengals. Kelsey, he's second in all-time playoff receptions and has 14 grabs for 176 yards, three touchdowns in, the, in, their, last two, in their last two games. So that's the thing. We'll see what happens. Eagles are one and a half point favorite. The money line is Eagles minus 122, Chiefs plus 104. So you have to bet, I, I didn't know this, but I learned this. So you have to bet $122 to win 100 on the Eagles. And if you, right, that's what you have to do. You have to, and the, since the, let me how much you, if you win with a bet of it, so to figure out, you need to figure out how much your bet would pay out. Positive ones next to the underdog tell you how much you would rake in if you if you win with a bet of $100. So if you bet $100 on the Chiefs, you will win $104. And you have to bet $122 to win $100 on the Eagles. So I learned this. I was like, all right. Over-under is 50 and a half. I think they're going to go over that. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Odds to win the MVP, it's Mahomes, Hurts, Kelsey, Antonio Brown, Miles Sanders, and then Hassan Reddick, who could have a bunch of sacks in the game and could, you know, I mean, they're looking for strip sacks. That's what they said. They want to get a strip sack on Patrick Mahomes. And they have all digital tickets to stop fake tickets. They had it last year. They're going to have it this year. And they have a one pass, NFL is a one pass app. I think, hey, listen, get rid of the fake tickets. You don't want that shit happening. The Pro Bowl, I'm sorry, the Pro Football Hall of Fame class, Joe Thomas was, I mean, he didn't even miss a snap for what, almost a decade with the, with the, with the Browns, Darrell Revis, Revis Island, enough said right there. Demarcus Ware had fantastic career with the Cowboys and the Broncos, won a ring with the Broncos. Ken Riley, who played all those years with, with Cincinnati, was a, had a lot of interceptions. Chuck Howley, the only, I was going to put that as a trivia question today, who is the only MVP of the Super Bowl on a losing team. They lost to the Colts, was it Super Bowl five, 16-13, and O'Brien kicked the winning field goal, and Chuck Howley got the MVP. Rondé Barber had a hell of a career. I think he's the only player with, I, I remember a stat of his that he had at least 20 interceptions and 20 sacks in his career. Don Coriel, Air Coriel, San Diego, phenomenal. And Zach Thomas was a tackling machine out of Texas Tech for the Dolphins. I love watching him play. And next year's classic, Julius Peppers, Antonio Gates, who is one of the all-time great tight ends. 
Eric Berry had a great career, came back from cancer. Brandon Marshall, Brandon Marshall put up a lot of, a lot of numbers. Uh, Haloti Nagata, the nose tackle. Jamal Charles, Doug Baldwin, Jordy Nelson, Connor Barwin, Sebastian, Janikowski should be in. Janikowski revolutionized the kicking. I mean, he was a first-round draft pick by the Raiders. Kyle Williams with the Bills, play, played for a long, 13 years with the Bills, great player. And Andrew Luck, no. So I think maybe Peppers, Gates, that's the two right there. The rest, I'm not sure about. I don't look at this class and like, oh, my God, everybody's got to get in. But I think Gates should get in and Peppers. Peppers had a hell of a, hell of, hell of a career, over 100. Didn't Julius Peppers have, Julius Peppers definitely had over 100 sacks. And he was there. He played basketball when I was at UNC. Julius Peppers. Yeah. He definitely had... I'm trying to see right here. So he ended up playing 266 games. He played 17 years. Selected the Pro Bowl. First team all pro. He was first team all pro. One, two, three, three times. Pro Bowl. Yeah, guy did everything, man. Yeah. Nine-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, Hall of Fame All-2000 class, Hall of Fame All-2010 class, 2002 AP Defensive Rookie of the Year, 2002 Defensive Rookie of the Year. Wow. Yeah, he, yeah, he, and sacks, he had 11 interceptions, four touchdowns, 21 fumble recoveries, scored two touchdowns on fumbles, had over... 719 combined tackles, 175 tackles for loss. I'm trying to find his sacks. And had 159 and a half sacks. Yeah. Wow. Yes. That's, that's pretty impressive. That is a stat. Yeah, and I saw a picture of Shannon Sharp, Shannon, Shannon Sharp in the airport holding a little dog, walking, and a guy's taking a video. He goes, why, what, what, why are you taking a video of me, dude? And he thinks people are doing it for money. They're just taking a video, and the guy goes, why not? Free country, right? I mean, but I, I didn't expect him to have that little tiny dog in his hand. I was a little, it was cute. I mean, a little dog that was like like a, like a lap dog walking through the airport. And he's a big dude. I mean, he just kept walking. I mean, he probably could have got pissed off, but I mean, which is good. I think it's better just to walk away and, and, and call it a day. Yeah, so Mahomes got 490 points for the MVP voting. Hertz got 193, and then it was Allen, Burrow, and Justin Jefferson. Yeah. So Jason Klein said, in a weird white team hasn't won a Super Bowl in 54 years kind of way, today feels like a victory Monday in February. I'll take it. Hey, listen, he had two teams, two, two players for your offensive and defensive players from the same team winning the – that was that had to happen since the Saints did that. So that's a big thing. Comeback player of the year, Geno Smith. Some people were pissed off. They said, what? Because he really didn't play a lot last year, but they said usually it doesn't have to always be because of injury. And it, Jonathan Jones said two decades ago, Drew Brees went from playing a bad, having a bad year to having a good year, and Christian McCaffrey finished second. I mean, Geno Smith, congrats. I mean, cool. I like Brian Dable winning the coach of the year. I thought he did a good job. I really thought that... Kyle Shanahan did the best job in football this year, especially with losing quarterbacks and then getting his team to the NFC Championship game. To me, that's the greatest coaching job ever. Dak Prescott won the Walter Payton Man of the Year and Art Rooney Sportsmanship 
Uh, Kalai Campbell from the Ravens. I like that. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome in my opinion. And the Bills assistant athletic trainer, Denny Kellington, performed life-saving CPR on DeMar Hamlin on the field. He ended up receiving a fifth-place vote for NFL MVP award. ESPN Susie Colbert, she can vote for these awards. I mean, listen, I, I didn't know who was allowed to vote, but DeMar Hamlin got up there and made a speech, and he had a lot of people who helped save his life in the hospital, doctors and nurses there. You know, that, that was a beautiful moment, and, you know, I want him to recover. If he's going to play football again, who knows, but as long as he's going to have a healthy life, that's all that matters, and, you know, he's trying to get everybody to do CPR, learn CPR, that's a great thing. Yeah, Prescott's the fourth Cowboy to win the Walter Payton Award. Staubach won in 78, Aikman won in 97, and Jason won in 2012. And this is interesting. I didn't know this. So he received $255,000 donation to Charity of Choice. His Faith Fight Finish Foundation focuses on colon cancer research, mental health, suicide prevention, social justice, and helping others with life-challenging hardships. I was like, that's it. That's awesome. Dak Prescott, you are awesome. And on top of it, he has the number one selling jersey in the last year, Dak Prescott. Now, if it could carry over the field, I think Daniel and Lanker would be very, and my friend Chris would be ecstatic, but we shall see. The Bills also, so the Jaguars are hiring Chad Hall as wide receiver coach. The former NFL wide receiver had a brief stint in camp with Jacksonville in 2014. Last six years on the Bills staff, well-regarded, contract up. I don't know why Buffalo's letting all these guys go. Thank you, Tom Palacero, for that. But Jags are going to be a team to be reckoned with. They're only going to get better. Now, the Colts have begun narrowing down the field. So Mike Kafka, the finalist in Arizona, the Giants offensive coordinator, he's out of the running in Indianapolis. So is Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan per Albert Breer and Giants defensive coordinator Wink Martindale per Mike Silver. So it looks like it could be between Stecken, the offensive coordinator for the Eagles, and Jeff Saturday. And Shaq Leonard likes Jeff Saturday, wants him to coach the team. I don't know any, I'm dying to know what the Colt fans are thinking if they really want him. But I was like, damn, I, I really, I'm a little stunned by that. I, I, I think they, they, they're the biggest, they, they gave, what, a 30, 30, 33 nothing lead at the half to the Vikings? And they, he won one game when he was coach and they're letting him have the job? I'm perplexed. Yes, I, I'm a little perplexed on that one. And Brown's owners, D and Jimmy Haslam, yeah, this is the one percenters, are in advance talks to purchase a 25%, was it less than 25% stake? A stake in the, in the, is it the Bucks? Yes, 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 the Bucks. Less than 25%, um, yeah. Or at 25%, yeah. A stake. It looks like they're gonna they're gonna get a significant stake. The bucks are worth two point four three per Sportico, two point four three billion. They're buying a stake in that. I mean, got money to burn. I mean, hey, they what they give? They gave Deshaun Watson two hundred thirty million dollars, so they can afford to do that. Well, we'll see how that all works out. Congrats, more power to you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. So yeah, I so I had my dream. That was kind of cool. Cam Thomas last night post game. He was with Spencer Didwitty, and they, I don't know why they got on talking about the new crew and whatever, and, and he said, we already had good-looking dudes, no homo. Well, he apologized afterwards, and the guy doing the interview was like, yeah, that's going to get to the NBA offices, which it did. He got fined $40,000. He apologized, but he said, I was only goofing around. You, you know, you, you can't, this day and age, you can't, can't goof around, can't use homo out there and just throw it around and expect nothing to happen. So they won last night. 
and over the Bulls. And Cam Thomas was like three for 16, but he did well from the line. They got the win. And, you know, they're playing the Knicks on Monday night. That's going to be exciting because, you know, whole new team. And teams offered for Bridges, one team offered the Nets four first-round picks for Michael Bridges after the KD trade, which they didn't take. I mean, that's four first-round draft picks. They really wanted him. And Suns close, were close to going from KD to a deal with the Hawks for John Collins. I would say they went a lot better getting KD. Also, they, the Nets pursued Pascal Siakam to convince KD to stay but was unavailable. Well, he was already gone. He, I, don't think, I don't think that would have caused him to stay. So Siakam, De'Aaron Fox, and Anthony Edwards are all reserves now. And Markkanen is the starter for Curry on the west. And on the east is John Morant for Kyrie Irving. So I guess Kyrie's not starting in the West. Is he even playing in the game? Yeah, I guess he's I guess he's not. So we'll see how that. And in 129 games with Brooklyn, thank you, Matt Brooks. KD averaged 29 points, 54% from the field, 40 from three, 91%. The guy can play. I read an article in the Ringer about him that he's going to be a, just a scoring machine with the Suns. We'll see if they win a championship. I, I feel bad for Javi, but but I did read an article. Sean Marks said it didn't work. Per Sean Marks, that's what he said. We didn't reach full potential. They, but the, he said, but the, he said they maximized this organization's potential, and they were in a conversation for a title. So now they rebuild. KD will, will be missed. Additions over last week can't tell you how ecstatic he is. Initial response to the trade: He was sad for trading KD, uh, and he had nothing. Only good things to say about Kyrie Irving. Wishes him the best in his future endeavors. Excited for a new team. Goal to bring Brooklyn a title, which it was every time, you know, you do this. It didn't work. Uh, you know, they're going to have to rebuild, and he's excited about this group, and he thinks Jacques Vaughn's a good coach. Will this all work out in the end? I, I, got, no, I, I, I got no idea for you. I, I don't know. I mean, only time will tell. Just like the Suns are the favorites in the West now over – the Nuggets, because they said they got rid of Bones Highland, who wasn't really playing a lot anyway, and they didn't really get a lot in return. And they feel that this team, they'll monitor the guys in the regular season with the Suns, with Katie, Chris Paul, and they have a. The problem is they don't have a lot of depth. And you know, the playoffs is a long time, a lot of games, but they could go on a run. They could go on a run. Got to play the games, and we'll see what happens. I'd love to go out in the first round of the playoffs. I don't know if it's going to happen. And the Knicks got offers for Obi Toppin, who I don't understand is, you know, he finished last season. What, he had 40 points in the season finale. And this season, he just doesn't get the playing time. And I, I guess it's because, you know, with Julius Randle playing so well and with uh, Robinson. No, uh, who's the big dude? I'm, I'm blanking. I'm blanking on, uh, yeah, the Knicks. That, that, that's the problem that, you know, they can't put him on. It does, he doesn't work well on the same floor with... Knicks uh, center, Knicks center. God, I'm blanking on names. Knicks center. Mitchell Robin. No, 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 no. Please. I don't know. Of course, they give me the top five centers. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I need the center now. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, yeah, the New York Knicks roster, of course. I'm like, look for the roster, and could you take more time? Obi Toppin. No, not, not Josh, Josh Hart now, who's who he's very excited, Jalen Brunson, because they won a title. Mitchell Robinson, yeah, Mitchell Robinson. 
And Toppin's not playing a lot, but there was offers for him. Teams are interested, but the Knicks are keeping on, keeping him around because they think they might need him for the playoffs. Someone gets hurt, whatever. But, you know, should have got off the pot, guys. Let's play this guy. Let's get him out there. See what he can do, you know? That's what I think. Now, the Knicks, 30-26, are playing at the Sixers tonight, 34-19. And the whole, this is interesting, that the team really gets along because the whole team went to Philly on Wednesday for Brunson's retirement ceremony at Villanova. His number retired. I forgot, Brunson went two rings at Villanova. But, yeah, I was like, that's awesome. The whole team went to, you know, support him. Oh, I'm sorry. Joel Embiid, John Morant, Markinen are the starters, and Anthony Edwards, De'Aaron Fox, and Pascal Siakam are the reserves now for the All-Star game. Yeah, Embiid's a monster, man. You know, he was pissed he didn't, you know, become a star. Well, he's a starter now, and he's the more deserving, in my opinion. I did go through all the guys who have missed a lot of games this season, but... When, when Embiid plays, Embiid, Joel Embiid plays, he is dominant, very dominant. And Memphis offered Toronto three first-round picks for OG Anunnabi, but Raptors wanted a player, so that didn't go through. Luka was supposed to come back tonight, so they're hosting the Kings tonight, but tomorrow they'll be at the Kings. They think he'll play tomorrow night, and it'll be his first game with Kyrie. So excited for that. And the Blazers' Matisse Tybul is one of... Six players with 150-plus blocks and 150-plus steals since 2020-21, but the only one with 250-plus steals in that time. Wait, does that? Oh, he's over 250 steals during that time. Oh, I thought it was blocks and steals. I mean, the guy, the guy that's what they brought him in for his defense. So that is awesome. You know, you want a guy that can, you know, Maybe uh, some of that, you know, Ben Simmons, man. I'll, I'll tell you, he, he he sat a lot of the second half yesterday. It's like, I, I don't know what's going on. You know, I mean, it's just not, it's it's not good. It's, you know, they won 116-105 yesterday. And so Levine had 38 points. The Rosen did not, only at 14 did not have a good game. Kobe White had 11, but for the Nets, yeah, Dinwiddie had 25. Cam Thomas had 20. He really he only had nine points at one point, and then he got on fire. Simmons had, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Harris had six three-pointers at 18 points, and Ben Simmons in 20 minutes, eight points, eight rebounds, four assists. It's like, I want to see what he could do. Even, even uh, Finney Smith had nine, nine points, nine rebounds. So I, I think this team is going to play better. I think they're going to gel, and I, I think Jacques Vaughn is a damn good coach. And Javi, I hope you're excited. You know, I know you're upset about what happened, and now they're going to be. I don't think they're going to be the shit nets. I think this team's going to get some players with them. Cam Thomas is only going to get better, and I think Dinwiddie has another. You know, has some has some spring in those legs. I think they could be pretty good, man. I'm not going to throw in the towel yet. Oh, and Anthony Davis said he was sitting down because of the team struggles, not because of LeBron, and he was pissed. He said they were losing the game, and he said it's about the game. And I kind of like okay. Okay, because we were all saying, you know, it was, you know, it, it, and here I am going off on him, and you know, he could say whatever he wants. Maybe he's a little pissed, but yeah, I mean, they're not playing good ball. I mean, and 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 one of the showcase games on Saturday is Golden State for why the Lakers? Lakers aren't a good team. I'm tired of this. You know, the Lakers getting all the games. Well, put on teams that are playing good basketball. Put on Denver. Give them, give them, the, give them the the, the 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 limelight, the spotlight. You know, I'm a little tired of this shit. I want to see good teams play. I don't watch the Lakers play all the time. You know, it was like a kid growing up. I had to watch the Jets and Giants every week. They sucked every week. Well, the Lakers suck. I don't have to watch them every goddamn uh, uh, at night. Uh, uh, you know, I'm like, no, no, I don't need to watch this crap. Yeah, yeah. 
I've said my piece. Yeah, and, and, and Terry Bradshaw said Sean Payton wasn't going to go to Arizona because he wasn't a fan of Kyler Murray. Didn't, didn't believe. Well, what the fuck are you going to the Broncos for, with Russell Wilson? Where And I, I, I saw something with Russell Wilson's charity that there's some there's a little in the Seattle Times, and I was like, should I talk about this? And I was like, ah, you know what? I mean, is that really interesting? But then I was like, I was like, well, you know, I mean, it's amazing. All these guys have charities. Look, look what happened with, uh, with yeah, Russell Wilson trouble continues as his charitable nature is under question. He was sitting with his wife. Oh, during the Super Bowl telecast in the wake of that award. Oh, he won the the Walter Payton Award last year. Yeah, the infamous list which would accept. Yes, yeah, so I'm trying to find. I suspect. Yeah, this has been a year from hell. So USA Today following a six-month investigation to detail the Wilson's Foundation in 2020 and 21 spent almost 600000 on charitable activities and nearly twice as much, $1.1 million, on salaries and employee benefits during that time. It spent just 24.3 cents of every dollar on charitable activities. Yeah, wow. National charity watchdog groups, including Charity Watch, Charity Navigator, and the Better Business Bureau Wise Giving Alliance, expect efficient nonprofits to spend at least 65 to 75 cents of every dollar on charitable activities. The best spend far more. They said that some executives of Wilson's Foundation were paid far more than the industry average, and that one employee, Chief Strategy Officer Ryan Tarpley, had a dual role working for the Wilson Family Office, that raises the question, the newspaper said, of whether he was compensated by the Why Not You Foundation to provide services for the personal benefit of Ciara and Russell Wilson. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what, what did uh, Sean Alexander said? I believe that every athlete has their heart in the right place. I really do. They just don't know how to do it. Ugh. And they said, oh, this is interesting, there was also a takeaway from the accompanying, accompanying USA Today article this week that looked at the foundation started by 23 of the past 26 paid and man of the year recipients. Many of them ran into much of the same problems as Wilson of getting the requisite amount of money to the intended charitable recipients. They often enlist family, friends, and business associates who mean well but are inexperienced and ineffective at running a nonprofit, which can result in strained relationships and fundraising events that generate positive media attention, accolades, but little, no, but little to no money or even lose money, a common occurrence. Yeah, they said even Tom Brady ran into his TB12 foundation. TB, they paid more than $1.6 million for its services. <laughs> Had paid for... They had paid his for-profit company, TB12, more than $1.6 million for its services. What a shit show. What a shit. So it's not only him. It's a lot of guys. I mean, so, you know, I was about to go off on him, but it seems like a lot of these guys get these foundations, and you don't, you got to put a person in charge who knows what they're doing, and you put friends and family who have no experience doing this stuff, you know, shit's going to happen. You know, crazy. Just crazy. But back to Sean Payton. That's what made me think of Russell Wilson. How, how could he think that Kyler Murray doesn't have more upside going forward than Russell Wilson. He's going to really turn Russell Wilson around next year? No. Russell Wilson is like Drew Brees at the end of his career. He is on the downslide. He's not on the upslide. He's not on the upswing. He is going, it's not going to get better. And they like him getting rid of the ball quickly. Well, he doesn't do that. He gets sacked a lot. He tries to get, make the play. 
And and Sean Payton's about getting rid of that ball quick. Get rid of the ball. Bam, bam. Get that ball out of your hands. I think I think uh, Sean Sean Payton's not going to have much patience with 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 Russell Wilson. It, it could it could get ugly. And the Pro Bowl games look like they're here to stay. Positive feedback. This is going to be likely the future of the Pro Bowl games. You can watch. You don't have to watch. Like you know, hey, like people said about Howard Stern, you can watch, listen to him, or you can shut the rich. Shut the radio off. And former Cards head coach Cliff Kingsbury is interviewing for the Texans offensive coordinator. Thank you, JPA. They also have a new defensive coordinator, the former Dolphins defensive coordinator, Matt Burke. And Michael Irvin is filing a $100 million lawsuit against hotel chain and the woman accused him of misconduct. Are we ever going to get the real answer to this? Who knows? But, I mean, got sent home because, in, in like he said, a minute conversation, it caused him to get kicked out moved to another room and then kicked out of NFL Network, sent him home from the Super Bowl. And the top five selling jerseys, Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, George Kittle, TJ Watt four, and Tom Brady five. Congrats. Congrats, congrats. So going to the Ranger game tonight. Rangers are on an 18-4-3 and run right now, which is awesome. I'm excited about that. We're going to go to the game. I got to wear my Ranger stuff. King Cut, prime rib. It's going to be a good night. Tiger Woods is going to play Genesis Invitational in LA next week, and I, you know, you know what the first thing that popped in my head is, it's almost like, what's the point now? You know, I mean, I, I really want him to play, and I'd like him to succeed, but I think that body is so damaged, and with the car accidents and everything, that I, I don't think he's going to. I think he can play a week. I, I don't know how this body's going to get stronger, and and he was such a good, amazing. He changed. I mean, guys became million, multi-millionaires because of him. They still do. You know, you have the LIV golf because of him. That's, I mean, those guys are all making multi-multi-millions because of Tiger Woods. But I, I, I hope he comes back. I mean, if, if, he's not, if he's not playing the level he is, I would think he'd say, I'm done. You know, I, I don't want to do this anymore. But I guess we'll see what happens. Time will tell. But I'm wishing him the best. And 1,000-plus participants entered LaMelo Ball's $25,000 esports tournament. They're down to four. Thank you, Balls is Life, Balls, ballislife.com. People love that esports, man. I, I, and this guy's professional. Hey, Boston Scott on the Eagles. He's a professional, uh, play some drag racing game. Sunday, we got LSU at USC, South Carolina, 2 p.m. Women's college basketball. They're both undefeated. Both, both haven't lost a game and both undefeated in the SEC. That should be fun. Southern Miss did beat the Raging Cajuns last night at home. They're 22 and 4, 11 3 in the Sun Belt. Uh, Raging Cages fell to 25 10 and 4. So the, the Raging Cages was up 38 33 and a half, outscored 49 33 second half. That's a, it's, a, it's a 40 minute game, guys. It's a 40 minute game. The Islanders blew a two goal lead. They lost 6 5 to the Canucks yesterday. Yeah, that's. Can't, can't, can't blow those games. And this is, this is something. So Ben Verlander, he posted this. Fernando Tatis Jr. isn't allowed to play in WBC. If he isn't allowed to play in WBC games, then those games sh- should count towards his suspension. Ridiculous, one or the other, because he, you know, he got suspended for doing, you know, the, the what was it, the, the drugs. He was taking, he was taking uh, PEDs. So he, they feel that he, if he isn't allowed to play, then in the WBC, that those games, WBC isn't the, isn't Major League Baseball. And he got in trouble with Major League Baseball. I think he should be suspended from all games until, yeah, he shouldn't be allowed to play in the WBC. And then, you know, 
shouldn't be allowed to play in anything. He should be suspended right now. You know, he, he broke the law. He got caught. Pay the piper. I mean, you know, the, the playoff games counted toward the suspension. So if they went to the World Series, I think he has to set under like 17 games. But Ben Verlander, I totally disagree. I told, He shouldn't be able to play any baseball right now. He committed, he, committed a, he committed a crime, and he has to pay the piper, and he can't play anything. can't play WBC, you know? And hopefully he'll mature, and Jason will have a great season, and maybe his Padres will win a World Series, and Jason will be excited, and I'll be excited for Jason, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I told Jason I want him on a show. I said, let's get that going. So that's the next thing. We'll see if it happens. You know, a lot of people. But Gumbo Chef brought a good, a good thing. I'm going to start, I'm just going to start, canvassing and saying, I'd love to get people on, talk about your favorite team and get them on a show. Come on, talk about your favorite show, your, f- your favorite team, anything you want to talk about. Because everybody has, I'm trying to get a guy next week on who's in a, uh, writes about Nebraska football. That's the guy I'm trying to get on next week. We'll see if that happens. Time will tell. Time will tell. And how about this? I love David Hill. He always is great. He always posts great, great tweets. He says, Alabama 62 wins over other Power 5 teams who finished with a winning record in the playoff era. Nebraska, Arizona, Cal, Oregon State, Colorado, Maryland, Vandy, Indiana, Kansas, and Rutgers combined have 62 such wins in the playoff era. So Bama has 62 and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 teams combined have 62 wins against Power 5 teams with a winning record in the playoff era. Scary. And since you're in the Big Ten in 2014, Rutgers and Maryland are combined eight wins, 99 losses versus winning Power 5 opponents. Nebraska is 22-55 and 55 since joining the Big Ten in 2011 in such games, and just 10-44 and 44 since 2014. And they said, USC and UCLA, he said, enjoy the Big Ten life. Thank you. To, yeah, I was like, damn right. I mean, talk about terrible. Eight wins, 99 losses. And I think Maryland is going to get better, but Rutgers... It's a basketball school. No, yeah, Shiano, it's a basketball school. It's not a football school. Yeah, come on, please. And Florida is very, very is looking to repeal the NIL law because imagine that. If they could get on the level playing field and money could come to the Gators, Canes, Seminoles, etc. Thank you, uh, Mr. Baker from the Tampa Bay Times. Barrett Sally gave me that one. I was like, they, get NIL, they don't even have NIL in Florida? Imagine that. I mean, they were all getting paid when they were at the U. Everybody got paid, but now it could be legally paid. You know, I love they say the NIL. Guys were always getting paid. And I, I read a cool article yesterday, uh, Soap and Deb in the New York Times. He's, Rivers, Doc Rivers talked about LeBron. LeBron is one of the few people in the history of sports to overachieve from a position that was impossible to overachieve. This is a guy that is scoring at age 38 is at least as good as, as it's ever been, his career. It's, meaning that the story of his offensive prowess has not been fully written. That's what I was talking about. So imagine that. He actually overachieved from a position where, I mean, he was doing, his games were nationally televised in high school. Unbelievable. Yeah, and they got D'Angelo Russell, and they look. They might try to give him a contract extension, but he's in the final year of four-year, $117.3 averaging 18 a game, six assists, three rebounds. They said Anthony Edwards is going to be better off without it, with him gone. He doesn't play great defense. I don't, I don't think he makes the team better. I, I, he's been so up and down. You know, he's the Nets, always scoring, but that's what they say. You know, these guys, you know, can score, but they don't play any D. So what do you – and Indiana women, they beat Iowa yesterday, 87-73. Caitlin Clark had 35 points, 10 rebounds. But Grace Berger had 26 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists. And the number two Hoosiers, who I talked about previously, got a big win over Iowa 
and they they still have to play the dump, and they have to play Michigan coming up. And Stanford women beat Arizona by 24, and Purdue men beat Iowa by 14. And I really liked what the game, they lost the game at Iowa. They lost the game, where the hell did they, they lose? They, they went, they were on the road, Purdue lost to Indiana. And one of the players was going to take the blame. And the center, whose name escapes me, grabbed the mic and was like, no, no, no. He goes, that one play didn't cause us to lose the game. It's a team effort. You know, we do everything as a team and everything. And I just looked, I just loved that he took the microphone and was like, no, 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 no. You're not going to take, I'm not, I'm not letting you take the heat for this. Like, it's a team game. We play as a team. We win as a team. We lose as a team. And, you know, un, unprovoked to even say anything. And to, to just do that, I, I just, yeah, Zach, Zach, Zach Eddy. And I just was like, dude, I was so impressed with the maturity. And I said, uh, you know what? You got to root for a team like that. I, I just thought it was a great moment. And I was like, yeah, that's what you should do. You know, like when, when, when Joseph Osai got hit, hit uh, Mahomes out of bounds in the AFC championship game. And after the game, they were trying to grill him. And one of the teammates came in and was like, you know, it's, it, it, it's a team game. We don't lose because that one play didn't cost us to lose the game. And that's what you have to do, man. That's you have to stand up for your teammates. You can't just let them just hang out there and throw them under the bus. And Zach Eady, that was a that was that was a classy move, and the right and the only move to make. That was the only move to make in that situation. So I really was impressed by that. Yeah, I really was. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. And oh, so Michigan women are now number eleven in the top sixteen, which comes out to a three seed in the NCAA tournament. And Nico Mikola who wore number 70 early in his career, would be the second Ranger, just came in the Blues trade from the Blues, to wear the number in official game following McKinsey Skapsky. Sean O'Donnell and Carl Henriksen wore it during the preseason. Thank you, stat boy Steven. And the Islanders, again, we you know, they had a pride night. They, they During their own pride night yesterday, they, citing an organizational policy against wearing special jerseys that aren't produced by the league, so they didn't wear the pride jerseys. They also stuck to so they stuck to the blue and orange sweaters. They're making a good donation to the LGBT network and the New York Gay Hockey Association, and they added a rainbow background to their Twitter logo. But it, they said it's the bare minimum. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. And they wouldn't put the. They also did not use pregame rainbow tape, bucking a standard Pride Night practice across the NHL. I I don't get it, guys. The Rangers screwed that up. They promoted jerseys, but they didn't wear them. Never saw the light of day. And then you had uh, a Pravarov for the who refused to wear the pride jersey, citing religious beliefs. Just as it's it's bad optics, you know. Oh, we don't as organization, dude. It, it, you know what? You know everybody's got a problem now. You can't have you know. I mean, it's like, dude, what does it matter? You know, and and you're 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 alienating a fan base. Everybody likes sports. You know, gay, straight, whatever. Why would you alienate a fan base? You could get more fans coming to the games. Who gives a shit who comes to the games if they like if they like the hockey? That's what I'd be more excited about. And you can't put on a jersey. Oh my god, who doesn't know a gay person? Who? Who? Tell me. Who? I. I, I it's it's very disappointing. Very disappointing. Uh, yeah, uh, you know another shitty move by a local organization. Just shitty. And we're having the Club World Cup, 
The final will be Real Madrid against surprising Al-Halal, the Asian champion from Saudi Arabia, Saturday, 2 p.m. on FS2. And the Milrose games are back at the Armory in Upper Manhattan. I love that stuff. So the Olympic gold medalist, a thing Mu in the 600 meters, and the silver medalist, Kendra Hendricks Harrison, in the 60-meter hurdles are scheduled to be among the marquee attractions. I like watching that. I like track and field. I just think it's cool. I, you know, they're, they're, they're awesome athletes. I like that stuff. So, and I've been to the Armory because I went to a karate tournament there once. It's awesome. Patrick Beverly's working on a buyout. Congrats to him. Brady retirement official. Oh, file retirement papers with the NFL and NFL Players Association. Good for you. So this is a problem. Roger Goodell and the NFL might not be laying hands on women, as Jim Brown was repeatedly accused of doing, but their lionization of him and erasing of his abuse does change, does damage just the same. Yeah, so an award named after Jim Brown one week after an award named after Dr. Dre. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, they just do, you know, think before you do this stuff. All right, let's get the trivia questions. All right, last show's trivia question was, who was the record for most passing yards in the Super Bowl? Tom Brady, 505 against the Eagles. They lost that game. Super Bowl 52 on February 4th, 2018. And let's see if you were listening to the show. Today's trivia question, who is the only player to win Super Bowl MVP from a losing team? The only player to lose, to win, to win Super Bowl MVP from a losing team. All right. Send my love to Michigan, my parents, Mrs. S. I'm going to get going. Go Rangers tonight. Super Bowl Sunday. looks like I'm going to hang with Harris. Watch the game. Talk to Bill. Gumbo Chef, great workout. Yeah, any good stuff. I got to get Gumbo Chef on the show. And uh, Javi, your, your nets are going to be okay. They're going to be okay. I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And then Lanker sent me something comparing... Ezekiel Elliott against Terrell Davis. Well, Terrell, Terrell Davis may have had a short career, but Terrell Davis in his short career had a hell of a yeah, Terrell Davis. Okay, let's let's just Terrell Davis. And he's in the Hall of Fame. You know, the, the people went against said, you know, oh, well, his. No, that's not what I want. I, I love when you try to type something and it does not give you what you want. Yeah, let's, okay, so Terrell Davis only played in the NFL for one, two, three, four, seven years. Wait, one, two, only was in the NFL for one, two, three, four, five, seven years. Okay. Last three years, he was injured, but in four years, you know what? I, I got to be honest with you. In a 2,000-yard season, he had a 750 Yard season, he had a fifteen hundred thirty. So three years, four four years to start his career, he had over a thousand yards, and he had a two thousand yard season. In those four years, he had fifty six touchdowns. I would say that's a pretty good run. So he had a total of seven hundred seventy six hundred seven yards, sixty touchdowns. I think some guys get in, and he also well, he also was Super Bowl MVP. Right, he played at Georgia. He was a Three-time Pro Bowl, three-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champ. He was the AP MVP in 98. He was Super Bowl MVP. He was two-time AP Offensive Player of the Year. 
Yeah, and he was part of the Hall of Fame All-90s team. I think the last three, in the last three years combined, he had a 1,000 yards rushing, basically. I think he brings up a good point. I think he does. Yeah, Zeke has seven seasons. He has, he has more yards, 20 more touchdowns, and, and almost uh, double the receptions. So is Zeke, in all, I think Zeke's, and Zeke, I feel, has gone down. But, I mean, Zeke get in? I mean, he hasn't had a 2,000-yard season, but Ezekiel Elliott had some pretty goddamn good seasons. I mean, I feel like he's not the same player that he was. So Ezekiel, okay, Ezekiel Elliott's, Ezekiel Elliott's, Elliott's stats. Okay, let's look him up. Let's compare the two. Okay, so he's played seven years. He's had, his first year, he, had, he led the league with 1,631 yards. His... Third year, he had led the league with 1,434 yards, and he has one, two, three, four thousand yard seasons. Same as, but he doesn't have. What does what he make? What is he? He he has three time Pro Bowl, one time All Pro. He was Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I I mean I think he's put up both. Yeah, I. He wasn't Super Bowl MVP. He wasn't. He was an offensive player of the year, and he didn't have a two thousand yard season. Yeah, I, I have a feeling he's going to make it too. I think it's going to be. You know, we'll see what happens. All right, I've talked too much. I got to go. Peace out. Talk to you soon. Adios.